Okie dokie, here we go. Welcome one and all to episode two. Uh, <laughs> we, Six months later. We, something like that, and that's exactly why Victoria and I are chuckling. Uh, we had both had grand delusions on just how often we were going to end up being able to record our episodes, but thanks to life, it never happened. Now, of course, with episode one, we were remote. Uh, we were doing this remotely because I was in uh, Kansas and Victoria was here in Oklahoma. Just so happens that uh, due to life circumstances, we're together right now. So I cracked open ye old laptop and here we are recording, which is hopefully why you know, it, will, it will help explain why this might sound like we're both talking inside of an echo chamber. I really don't know. I mean, we're unfortunately I didn't bring everything for the recording. I'm, it's recording off the microphone built into or integrated in my six-year-plus-old laptop. So please uh, forgive us for this. Anyway, this is a little bit of an impromptu uh, recording. So uh, rather than have a preset uh, uh, topic or two, what we I decided to do was kind of open up some of the more commonly used news outlets and uh, see if we can at least discuss a couple of the higher level news articles that are going on current day. Now, you know, before we do, one of the things, oh, of course, Victoria, say hello if you would. Hello. All right. Um, one of the things uh, we were going to talk about, as a matter of fact, I even made a recording of just myself because Victoria unfortunately wasn't able to have an opportunity to chime in as much, but we had uh, originally dis discussed about conferring over the voters' rights issue that had been popular a few months ago back when H.R. 1, House Resolution 1, was still hot and heavy. Uh, as we all know now, here it is late October, that ended up not happening, uh, not passing. Now, I was it not... It actually passed the House. It did pass the Senate the other day. They killed it. Right. I, I, it never became a law is what I should say. Right. Now, at the time, as it was written, I had, I had some... Uh, some considerable issues I did want to go over. I don't have them anymore. I had I had a list of notes. For example, just to go off the top of my head, I know that Joe Biden, who was president at this point, uh, in other words, it was past inauguration day, he had made comments publicly about how horrible some of the restrictions that were attempted to be passed in, I think, Arizona were. Texas. Was it Texas? Okay. Um, Which they passed them all, right? But what? But he? They were mis. I wanted to discuss the way that they were misrepresented. For example, the way Joe Biden had commented how if you're waiting in line, you were not allowed to get water, and that was not as. I mean, that was a gross misrepresentation. It was along the lines. It was actually specifically if you are waiting in line, a representative of one of the parties being elected cannot come to you say, "Here's a bottle of water," and by the way, this comes to you on behalf of Joe Schmigelhofer. Please vote for him. You are allowed to go get your water. No one representing someone could come to you and offer you gifts. And Joe Biden said, if you're waiting in line, you can't get water. That was my one of my points of contention. Things like that. I mean, politics, 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 go figure. The way that it was phrased. Yes. I mean, Fair enough. It, it, was, it was one Fair of those, enough. we're playing politics. I'm going to make it sound. I'm going to spin it to, to get what I want. But... Either way, like Victoria had just mentioned, and those particular ones did get passed. Uh, the federal bill did not. I am. I, I was a little bit on the fence on some of that. Some of those issues, because admittedly, the Constitution itself 
does specifically state how the states, the state legislatures themselves are supposed to be the ones that determine how the voting process is handled for those states. It doesn't just say the states handle it, it actually says the state legislature specifically, not the state courts, right. not the governors, all that kind of stuff, uh, which ended up becoming part of the points of contention for Lord knows how many decades now. Uh, but that's where, all, so, so I, I did not like the fact that the federal government was trying to take over that, but at the same time, Clearly, the states need to pull their heads out of the fourth point of contact to get a lot of this straightened out. I don't know that I necessarily believe it was the federal government's job to do that, but um, I don't know. Did you want to go into that? Well, we Briefly. can. Sure. We can some. I, sure. To me, it's one of those things that if the states are going to be the point of their restricting access for people to get to the ballot boxes, then I do think the federal government needs to say, hold up a second, you're taking away these rights, th these options for people to vote. Specifically people who are eligible to vote. Right. 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 Not just um, any Joe Blow. No, no, that no. Made, I yeah. definitely, you know, yeah. I don't have a problem with, like, we in Oklahoma, we're required to present an ID. Okay. The sad part is I can walk in with a little cardboard piece of paper that's my voter registration mm -hmm. and that's good enough. Mm -hmm. Okay. If that's the case and you take that, then okay. But, like, one of the ones that was passed in Texas... I think it was in Houston or Dallas. Their biggest county, their largest county, has one drop box for absentee ballots. Mm -hmm. For the entire, like, the entire, basically, city limits of Dallas. Okay. That's a problem. That You're restricting voting because you're going to put that somewhere, and people that are homebound, medical reasons, whatever, that can't get to that, you're taking away their option to vote. Well, before... Because most of the way these are set up, you cannot have someone drop it for you because generally there's somebody with those boxes when they're available. So they're open certain like certain hours, and I'm not right, right. And I don't know this the, all the specifics, so right. I'm not going to say that this is a this is how it is. But generally, there's somebody there, and there's certain requirements to be able to drop that ballot off. See that that's something I would definitely want myself to have a, a much clearer understanding on as far as what the regulations are because just to be clear there is a specific difference between an absentee ballot and a mail-in ballot yes a lot of people like to confuse the two as one and the same an absentee ballot is specifically given by the the precinct i guess where you as the voter approach them and say i would like to be able to vote before actual voting Tuesday because of these specific reasons. I'm not going to be here. I'm bedridden. Um, the voices on my head are whatever the <laughs> reason might be. But, and of course, it has to meet specific criteria that the state has set forth beforehand. You can't just come forth and say, I got voices on my head say I, I can't vote on Tuesday um, unless the state does say it's okay. But anyway, there are a preset of rules and criteria that you have to meet in order to qualify for an absentee ballot. Mail-in voting, which was a huge issue going on with the most recent presidential election with some of the states, where was where you as a voter, or you as an individual necessarily, did not have to meet any criteria. All you had to do was say, I, actually some cases you said I, I, you had to say I want one. Other cases you got one whether you wanted one or not. And it was a, it was pushed most often as representative in the media as a way to help prevent COVID infections by not having to come in into one place with a bunch of people. Uh, that's the, the, the a gross um, 
difference between the two, but it gives you a good idea. Go ahead. So the problem now with these, some of these restrictions with mail-in ballots, it's going to affect people that work overseas, mm-hmm. are in the military. It's going to affect their abilities to vote because of the specifics requirements for some of these mail-in ballots now. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are some states that send, like the state of Washington has been mail-in ballot only for any number of years. There's never been a, I'm not going to say there's never been any fraud, but there's never been an overall issue with fraud. I'm not going to say there's not any cases, but it's not enough to affect an election. Mm -hmm. So, yes, there were some states that said, hey, we're just going to send these out Mm -hmm. so people don't have to come in to vote. Mm -hmm. I see both sides to it. I personally don't have a problem with it because you don't have to go in to vote, but there's still specific requirements. You have to have been on the rolls. There's certain, each state had to meet a certain criteria to the ones that did do that had to do certain things to be able to do that. It wasn't just, we're going to send every resident of the state one. It was, we're going to send every registered voter in this county one or this city one. Or there was there were specific requirements. Set forth by its the state itself set those, yes. those, those requirements. It wasn't like an overarching federal gu- guideline. Or right. Guide. right. So I personally, I'm all for mail-in ballots. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, if you're a registered voter... You should be able to literally go online and click a button that says, I want a mail-in ballot. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's going to be requirements for that ballot to count. Mm-hmm. You have to be registered. It has to be in a certain, you know, your mailing, mailings, you know, things have to match up so on. But when it comes to a situation where you are specifically requesting a ballot that can be submitted via mail and you have a certain set of criteria... At that point, as far as I understand, it does qualify to be under the title of quote-unquote absentee ballot. Now, where I think a lot of the big point of contention is what that criteria needs to be. For example, I do know of during the presidential election, there was one particular radio host who I happened to catch while I was on the road. His name is Abraham Hamilton III. He has a radio show. And he was just talking about how at one point... He had lived in uh, somewhere in Texas. I want to say Dallas, but don't hold me to it. He also lived in Louisiana. Now he lives in Mississippi, if I remember correctly. Louisiana was one of the one one of the states where they sent it off to pretty much everybody, whether you requested one or not. It was forwarded to him in Mississippi, and he has not lived there for over ten years. Big problem, right? No, I agree. It, it, but now, it does not meet the that does not meet the criteria you had set forth. Right. So there lies the issue because each state sets not only sets forth its own uh, own criteria. But there's a huge point of contention of whether they're following their own criteria. But here's the other question. If he had mailed it back in, would it have counted? It, it very well, maybe. we don't. He did never try, so but he knows it still would have been a, a, a federal crime. Right. Yeah. So I guess I understand the point, but if you know that mailing that back in is not going to count or is a federal crime and you do it anyway, mm-hmm. guess what? That's on you. As uh, it's, it's true as that is, if it doesn't count. There was, I, I don't know that there was really any way to find out whether it was going to count. And to top it all off, we have no idea of knowing how many people that had re- gone out to. Because since he hadn't lived there for a good number of years, right. that means the rules had been updated for, for that long or longer. And that's on the state. That in there lies the issue. Right. And so right. It, it's funny because, and I understand what you're saying, and I'm not, right. there obviously are problems with this. And now I will, I will just will interject this real quick. 
the the HR1 that was passed on was going to take that scenario and put it on steroids and make it a whole lot easier for that to happen on a much wider scale. Go ahead, though. So my and I, I use like the Arizona the audit they did in mm-hmm. Phoenix. First of all, okay, <laughs> I, that's all I have for that. But they have had how? I think last I heard it was over sixty court cases trying to prove there had been fraud. I'm sorry, they being the Republican the the Republicans that were contesting the presidential election. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Just to be specific. Sorry. Okay. No worries. Um, and none of them have gone forward. The, uh, the for lack of evidence. Right. Every so, one of them was turned down, including the one that ones that the two that I know of that went to the Supreme Court. Right, and they were like, um, no, because it was just there was no evidence to back it up. Well, was, some of them. Some there of them. wasn't enough evidence to make it a court case. For some of them, that 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 could be a, an arguable point. But at least that was what the excuse was used for most. If there were not all, but most. They said there wasn't enough evidence for it to be legal standing. And I'm like, so the only cases that I'm aware of, and again, I'm not saying this is all of them, the Mm -hmm. only cases I'm aware of that were actually fraud cases that were prosecuted Mm -hmm. were on the Republican ticket. And it was, Mm -hmm. last I heard, it was one guy that voted for his, his, he sent in his mom's vote. (laughs) And they both voted for Trump. Uh And I'm just like, um, I don't think that's going to fit what y'all are going for here. Right. Um, But at this point, they need... You need to let it go. Mm-hmm. There was not... If there was enough fraud that it would have swung the election one way or the other, there would be proof. And there has not been enough legitimate proof mm-hmm. to say the fraud caused Biden to win. Okay. That's my personal stance on it. Okay. And I, it's one of those things that if they keep riding that pony, the number of Republicans that are in favor of the big lie, per the polls that I've seen, mm-hmm. is dropping pretty substantially to be honest with you i have not heard a whole lot about the about that push especially any of the cases in months myself personally i mean it's 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 about is almost as old in the news cycle as uh frankly the um the exit out of afghanistan i mean it's still a big issue but it's not making the news cycles anymore we're on to bigger and better as it were it's just as old on the news cycle right that so you're not hearing about it and the sad part is the only time you hear about it is when trump has a rally somewhere and he talks about it the whole time right i will say the afghanistan withdrawal was a train wreck Okay, I, that I, is on both. That is on both presidents. That is on all of it. It started with the agreement when Trump had the agreement with the Taliban. Mm-hmm. You completely bypass an entire country's government to make this agreement mm-hmm. and set this deadline, which Joe pushed out a little, and then they butchered that too. That is completely on both sides. Mm-hmm. It was nothing short of just horribly done. I I'm willing know, to say that was just awful. I don't know of anybody on the in this union that disagrees with the idea that it was an absolute travesty. That it was handled as poor. I mean, if you want to say what's the worst way you could do it, and it was we done. Told, I, I mean, somebody said this is to be the worst option, and the government still said, "Here, hold my beer." <laughs> so, my thing is, oh, I excuse don't, us. Clearly, someone's out there putt putt motorcycle outside. Sorry about that. So, I don't think there's any way it could have been done that it wasn't going to fall apart. Just looking at the way everything had happened, because mm-hmm. the second they heard we were leaving, all those troops that we trained were like, oh no, we got to go. Mm-hmm. I, I got I to go see my friend over here in right. another city or country or somewhere, Right. and we're not going to be here for this. So it did not matter how, I don't know that there's any good way it would have gone. Yes, it should have been handled better. I just don't know how much prep you could have put into it before it was going to fall apart anyway. It, 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 I will not disagree with with that at all. We were in there 
far too long. We shouldn't have been there to begin with. We well, that that's a whole different you know, argument. <laughs> Um, but we were in there far too long. We had done, we, we threw through so much more bad money after good. It was, uh, or good money after bad, whichever the... Uh, I know what you meant. Yeah. And it's just, it was horribly handled. Whether there was a way that could have been overall looked at as quote unquote good, that that's an argument for the philosophers. But, yeah, I believe that this particular situation, the way it was handled was... So it was just atrocious. We totally jumped subjects, but that but, came but, up. Yeah. So well, that, like we're just like I said, this is just us going, kind of, it just uh, spilling our guts briefly right. on this. Um, so there, there was that to go on. There was something. Oh yes, here I was something else I wanted to. If we did this, I wanted to talk to you about it, and I'm glad we are. Um, ye old-fashioned COVID. Yes. The topic that everyone just loves to puke all over right now. Right. Um, specifically, I wanted to talk to you about um, the, the the treatments that uh, are out there. Specifically, uh, I, I may be mispronouncing this, and I apologize. Monoclonal antibodies. I know what you're talking about. Um, now, Basically, what they've up until ahead. recently been giving to really rich and famous people that got sick not well well you see when, originally me, when originally up until i don't know when a couple months ago no longer than that was it yes okay. uh, i want to say it was well i say a couple let's see we're in october right now so it was somewhere around may or june was when i had heard now i could be wrong but i think that was about then when i heard that the federal government has started making those available okay at the same time as the um as the Vaccine, right? And I mean, uh, but the thing was, no. It, I mean, just look at all the press releases about how that it was available. No, not a well, single stinking one. And it was I'll, very hush hush. Like, why are you putting it out there if you're not going to talk about it? Right. And I'll be the first to admit, I have not looked at it enough to have an opinion. I've heard from what I've what I the little I've seen on it, I've heard it's an extremely effective way to treat COVID once you have it. You, there is a sweet spot. Yeah, you 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 have to be sick enough, but not too sick, right. In order to qualify, for right. It. right. So if it's something they can say, hey, if we give you this ahead of time, it's going to help. Okay, cool. Right. I mean, if that's an option, and for those that, and I will say up front, I'm a fan of vaccines. I don't think it's a bad thing. It's not. It's not a antidote or anything. It's a vaccine to help prevent the disease from being worse. Yes. There mm -hmm. are people that are still dying from it, but there's generally some underlying condition of some kind. Not always. I, again, I'm not. I'm, I'm not a doctor. Right. I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, <laughs> so I'm not going to pretend to be one. No, no medical advice being distributed here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I personally, the second I was able to, I got the vaccine. I know the booster is now out, and I'll probably get it as well. Let me, would it be fair to say that you personally are not? saying that you are quote-unquote for or against the vaccine you just on a personal level chose to receive it yourself yes that's fair okay i do i think that people should get vaccinated if they have the option if it's going to help save lives yes i'm very on the fence about the vaccine mandate mm -hmm. i'm on the fence about it okay i understand it especially when like i work for a call center mm -hmm. we have a lot of people in a really small spot and all it takes is one one person to come in not even knowing they're they're sick right. or carrying it and you're shutting the building down again mm -hmm. 
Look at the schools that have had to quarantine. I heard of a school in, I believe it was here in Oklahoma, mm -hmm. that a group of students had to be quarantined like four different times over a 10-week period. Oy. Because kids were getting sent to school sick. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't remember what age group it was. I believe it was middle school okay. or high school because they changed classes. Right. Whereas with elementary, generally it's you're all in one class with the same kids all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I believe it was a middle school, high school. So it was somebody that was old enough to have received the vaccine. Okay. But these kids were just passing this around. Right. Which is why, and people complain about the students, the schools having vaccine mandates. We've literally had vaccine mandates since we were kids or before. Mm -hmm. We had a little card that in elementary school showed what we'd been vaccinated for. Mm -hmm. Smallpox, chickenpox, measles, right. mumps, the whole kit and caboodle. Rubella and all that. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So I personally don't have a problem with it. If, it's, if a company wants to do that, it's their call. To me, it's no different than a drug test. Un understood. Now, that is I mean, when it comes to an actual company uh, requiring it of their employees of the company's own volition that's one thing when it comes to like w with this particular situation um, this is gonna be as far as my understanding goes the a precedent set for when a, a um, where there, a vaccine mandate was issued by the executive branch there was uh, at least one example of a, of a vaccine mandate in the past but it was through the legislation right through congress right. not by one particular not person order yeah not one person saying i got a pen and a phone i'm going to do what i want right um and that is where i think i have a real big issue okay so then let me put it this way if Please. it came down through congress would you be better with it i yeah that's a very good question i'm not terribly sure with this specific vaccine um, now, personally, uh, like I said, I just just as Victoria said, I am not for or against the vaccine as a whole. Um, there is a lot of science that's gone through this. It wasn't like Donald Trump in the basement of the White House with a lab coat on, stirring the cauldron, making this thing. <laughs> you know, and not to mention, there really is. I, I'm sorry, I, that mental image fucked me up. <laughs> <laughs> but also, when people say the vaccine. Let's face it, there are, what, a dozen different vaccines out so, there right now. See, and here's the other side to it. People are like, they did this in a year. No, they didn't. Mm -hmm. They've literally been working on this vaccine for 10 years since the first time SARS showed up. Because COVID slash coronavirus mm -hmm. is a modification of right. SARS. Right, SARS-CoV-2. So COVID the yeah. statement that they came up with this in a year mm -hmm. is completely non-factual. I, however, I will throw this out. I am hard-pressed to believe that this came out just in time for them to be able to come out with with a vaccine for it. Well, uh, but I'm, but, and I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But if you've already started on a vaccine for SARS as a whole, mm -hmm. well, there was it wasn't ground zero to where right, we are right. now. Right. Yeah. And absolutely. that's that's very much misinformation that's been out there. Now here's something else I'm going to throw out there, which has not been at least I only heard about it a couple of days ago, and I, I wish I'd known about this, but apparently back in September, late September, when um, just after the FDA approved, uh -huh. um, uh, officially full-blown approved Pfizer's, right. in the middle of the night, overnight, they changed the definition of a vaccine 
Uh-huh. What'd they change? I, I cannot remember the, ex the exact wording, but it's so that this particular medication qualifies now as a quote-unquote vaccine, whereas beforehand it did not. I don't have the specifics. I have no doubt that if you're, uh, uh, you listeners want to use your Google Foo and find out, you absolutely can. I invite you, Victoria. Um, yeah, to I'm going to have to look into that one. Yeah, but there, there was a change overnight. It, and okay. again, tons of press releases about it. No. Right. Right. <laughs> so, and I agree. There has, I don't think come there has on, been, yeah. I don't think there's been enough transparency. Oh, I'm the first no. to say that. Oh, I definitely think we, there should have been more transparency from the word go mm -hmm. about the vaccines, the meds. About I mean, a lot can, of things, about the numbers, everything. Well, you can get all the information on what's in them online. I mean, the box that the, the meds yeah. they come in, you can get the, the, the information's out there. The information is out there. It reads like stereo instructions. So most, uh, most uh, Americans, myself included, go to somewhere else in order to have a condensed Barney-style version of it. And unfortunately, in this day and age, you're going to get a... Um, you're going to get a version that is of suiting some sort of agenda. Uh, thank you, agenda uh, for whoever it is that's actually displaying that. And it, it woe be woe behold to any of you that actually try to look to the White House for <laughs> for that information, because you know you're going to get an agenda from there. Well, and no matter who's in the White House, you're going to get that. And very and I'll, absolutely. I'll absolutely, say that's both sides. Absolutely. It's just I, I find to me it's one of those things. The fact that this was publicized was politicized from the word go. Oh my goodness! Is part of the problem. It, 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 yes, absolutely. Had this not been a political thing, had whoever was in charge, and I'm not going to put it on one party, whoever mm -hmm. was in charge, had they said, "Look, here's what's going down," mm -hmm. we should have followed. And I can't believe I'm actually saying this because I make fun of America's hat all the time. We should have followed Canada's lead. It's America's hat. It yes. will always be America's hat. You can thank Jim Rome for that. Okay. It'll always be America's hat. But they said, y'all can stay home. We're going to pay you X amount of dollars a month. Mm -hmm. You stay home for X amount of months. Mm -hmm. Their numbers dropped. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying they cured it. I'm not saying they had no cases. But their overall infection rates went way down. Matter of fact, I have a friend. I think I mentioned her in the, on the first episode. Uh, I talked with her earlier on whenever Canada was going through um, its lockdowns. She was, I mean, to say pissed is an understatement. Because, yes, it was going down, but she's going broke. Well, see, and they started doing a payout. They started paying people. It wasn't enough for a lot. For okay, most people I didn't know. She, right. I'm just... Right, right. over to you it's, in her perspective it was absolutely not enough to um to actually it was it wasn't living it was just not dying at that right point. i got you it was it was scraping by yeah. even yes. even more so than people already are and it was uh and it was and there was no choice in the matter right um so take that for what it's worth again it was one person's person's perspective combined with that person's perspective of other people's perspective so whether it's certainly not a majority, but at the same time, it could very well be representative. But fair enough. Anyway, that being said, I, it's, now, go it's, ahead. it's one of those things, and I'm the first one to admit I'm a fan of higher minimum wages. Mm -hmm. I personally think that the way that housing has gone nationwide, cost-wise, mm -hmm. is out of control. Mm -hmm. 
there are certain universal health care should be a thing. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, you want something free? No. I want my tax dollars to actually go to something that benefits me. I would say right now, before we implement anything like uh, a universal health care, prove, not you personally, but I absolutely implore the government to prove that they can handle the tax money they are getting properly. Then I'll say, okay, you can go ahead and do it. I agree completely. But, you know, but I, would, I would consider it if you when they start actually using it for what it's for. Now, at the same time, I'm not so I'm not even keen on an income tax. Um, perhaps a consumption tax that I think would be a whole heck of a lot better. Be oh yeah, a lot more fair. I mean, for those who may or may not be familiar with it, we have not always had an income tax in this country. It didn't kick in until a little over 100 years ago, 19 in the in the 19-teens. And it was actually kind of funny how that happened, just real briefly. I, this is what I heard on the radio again a couple of days ago. I knew a little bit of this, but I didn't quite know it went like this. FDR, at one point, of course, it needed to be able to afford a lot of the... Uh, uh, the alphabet soup that he was trying to push, the, the New Deal. And unfortunately, he was getting slammed left and right uh, by the, the uh, Supreme Court uh, with saying it was unconstitutional what he was trying to do. So what did he do? He did something that we're all familiar with right now. He threat well, he didn't actually do it. He threatened to pack the Supreme Court. He said, okay, if you're not going to side with me, I'm going to go ahead and put a bunch of people that do. Well, all of a sudden, they started changing their own. <laughs> and the Which, New Deal actually went through. That's another conversation we can have, too. Um, yeah, the, the packing of the Supreme Court. I'm not right. a fan of the idea. So, oh, I, me neither. But um, they, So that's how income tax pretty much became a... It, it, didn't, it started before FDR, but that's how it became a mainstay and how we now pretty much just expect to have to pay it. Um, I'm. I would be all for removing it and seeing about. Well, I mean, before I say just remove it, I want to see the fair tax, as they call it, the consumption tax laid out to make sure that I'm actually okay with it and I don't end up thinking, hey, this is just jumping out of one frying pan into another. So I just Googled it real quick. U.S. annual income tax revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on 2018, $3.32 trillion. Oy. So... Real quick on the Supreme Court, I'm not a fan of packing it. I don't know very many people who are, I unless they have think, an agenda. I don't think looking at how it's done, I think term limits is not a bad idea. For the, the Supreme, Supreme Court, Court. That would be unconstitutional. It is actually specifically states I understand that. that they can't so that they don't have to fear for what their rulings are going to be. They can rule without fear of rep- repercussion, rep- retribution. And I get that. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of things in the Constitution that we need to revisit. Okay. I just, it was written in 1776. Mm-hmm. Things have changed. And, and to, yeah, mostly the fact that we don't follow it. Perhaps if we followed it and then things went sour, okay, maybe I'd see what you're saying. But let's follow it to begin with. I mean, I'm not, you're not wrong. I just, <laughs> I think the way that things are worded and so on in that. Mm-hmm could be revisited from a legal standpoint mm-hmm. looked at and gone okay we can f- reword this to make it fit now okay as opposed to the way the wording fit then mm-hmm. and then we're just trying to is this what it says i think it leaves too much gray area because right. it's been however long and and you know what a lot of people don't realize is that when the founding fathers first wrote their first created the government as it were they had not intended the federal government to be anywhere near as large as it no. was. They intended the states to be the largest governing body for individual Americans. And not to mention the fact, here's a little, uh, another little aside. I know I was taught in school, uh, I'd like to know if you were or not, that the three main branches of the federal government, the uh, 
uh, executive, the legislature, and the judicial are three equal sides. They are not. No, not by any stretch. And, and they were not. They in, haven't been in decades. They were. Well, no, they were not intended to be. I was but, always taught they should have been. Right, but no, they were not intended to be. In fact, it was uh, Alexander Hamilton, yes, the one who they made the play about, which is who, amazing, by the way, <laughs> who um, who actually said, who made a comment, I believe, it was about how, he, as far as he could tell. I wish I could remember the quote, or I had it handy. Out, out of the three branches, the only real one that we don't have to worry about usurping its power is the ju is the judicial branch, uh, because it has neither means nor motivation. Right. But here it is setting law anyway. <laughs> right. Well, and I... <laughs> but that's a whole different animal. <laughs> but I say term limits on the Supreme Court, but I also say it term limits in Congress. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I, oh, oh. Here's the other thousand side of it. Percent, yes. Here's the other side of it. We look at government waste. Mm -hmm. Look at the amount of money that a freshman congressman who does one term mm -hmm. gets benefits for life. Mm -hmm. Why? Uh, because they make the rules for no, themselves. No, I understand that, but that's what I'm saying. It's good to be the king. Yeah. Right? But if we address those things, that's government spending that doesn't need to happen. Mm -hmm. If we address... You know, if you do Absolutely. X number of years, I personally think 16 years should be the max. And I say well, 16 because... Well, so some of them are only voted in... Um, 18, sorry. Because okay, yeah, Senate six, is every six years. Right. So three terms. Mm -hmm. Because the House is every two years for different portions of it, um, 18 years is is nine terms. If you can pull off nine terms, hey, more power to you. Or for that matter, perhaps we should go back to the way that the... I would love for us to go back to the way the Constitution was originally written on how the Senate was to be elected in. It was not by you and I. It was by the state legislatures. That got amended later on. That, like I said, go back to the way it was, see if it doesn't work. The problem is the state legislature, even in states that are predominantly one party or the other, mm -hmm. doesn't always represent that party. So I'm, I, eh, I to me that's a toss up. Okay, I mean, I, I, I might, I might give you that. Yeah, I, that, yeah, it, it, it's just, just a because, one half dozen of the other at that just point. Just because. Yeah. Like, Oklahoma obviously is a very red state. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that if we put a Republican senator in, they're going to meet the needs of the state as a whole. They're well, gonna... that, wouldn't, that, would, that would be irrelevant of who voted them in, whether it be the public or the legislature. Well, and I understand that. But I'm saying, generally, if you get voted in by the public, it's the will of the people. Whereas the legislature... You're is... now the will of the legislature. Well, exactly. The legislature is supposed to be... I like people can see it. <laughs> it's okay. But at the same time, the legislature are the ones making the laws for us and they're saying, okay, since they're supposed to be the, the more powerful of what happens in Oklahoma to begin with, anyway, let's face it, so now they're going to represent them, you know. Fair so, enough. You know, I, it, it, there's a lot of, this is should, one of those, shoulda, shoulda, shoulda. This you know is I mean? one of those, I, I see both sides do that. Mm -hmm. But oh, I'm sorry, to go way back to where I originally wanted to go with, with this monoclonal, uh, whatever, right. antibodies. There's the whole wow, issue. Wow, we jumped, right, we jumped yeah. the shark on that one. With the, with the, uh, this, this, this is how our conversations were before we started the, <laughs> the, the podcast, so we figured we as well start recording them. And JC's over here like, yep. <laughs> well, my, my, uh, my girlfriend JC is over here. She's. We're hoping she might be able to chime in every once in a while should she decide the need, but right now she has her earbuds she's in. Uh -oh. TikTok. She's, uh -oh. she's all set. Oh, she's TikTok-ing, yes. Um, I'm glad she has the earbuds in. We haven't heard the f same five songs over and over. That's fair. <laughs> but anyway, with those thank you monoclonal uh, antibodies right. uh, for example what was going on right now of course they, they were made available for uh, for some time they just weren't publicized 
And then, of course, there's a whole issue going on recently with Florida. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm looking at the... I was just looking at the time frame for when that was... Oh, publicly. Yes. I was just trying to see when it... Just, Absolutely. Because, I, like I said, I have not spent a ton of time looking at it, so... Right. But um, you, you, you probably heard recently about what, the governor of, uh, of Florida... DeSantis. Uh, this, yeah, Ron DeSantis. Uh, his... <laughs> Uh, tit for tat going on with Biden. Oh yeah, no, he's getting yeah. a kick out of this. Oh, he, really? he, it's going to look great for his 2024 campaign. You think? <laughs> look, <laughs> look, Trump can think he's running that party all he wants to, but if DeSantis keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to get that nomination. And, that, and you know what's going to happen at that point? Trump's going to pull uh, a Teddy Roosevelt. He's going to start his own party and split the Republican vote. At which point they'll never win another election. <laughs> Pretty much. Feel free. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, that, that, that I, I think um, the only person who does not either realize or care is probably Donald Trump himself, but not the point. Um, Ron DeSantis, uh, for those who may or may not be familiar, uh, there has been a, a, a recent uh, study or two released about linking, the, the possibly linking the treatment of monoclonal antibodies for COVID, kind of like what we discussed before, uh, saying how, showing just how beneficial it might be. However, uh, from what it looks like, uh, it's that does not meet Joe Biden's uh, um, preferred agenda, which is get the vaccine, get the vaccine, get the vaccine. So Ron DeSantis said, okay, you know what? This is working a whole lot better than forcing people to take this vaccine. A lot of people don't want to be forced to take this vaccine, so we're going to give them the option. By uh, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden did not like that and said, okay, we are no longer going to be providing this to the states that are using it so much because we have to make it available for the other states, which happen to be red states. And so, yes, it, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, yeah. Um, go ahead. May 26, emergency use with authorization was given on that. Okay. So, th so, it was so basically, it was given the same thing as the vaccines were given, which was the emergency use. Yeah. Oh yeah, and absolutely. Then it was uh, it just wasn't promoted, right? And it wasn't actually fully authorized. So it was originally found November twenty first of last year is when they started realizing this was something that could be used. Mm -hmm. the, again, emergency use authorization was given. Right. Basically, they're going to take that test cases, so on. Just it like was given the vaccine, right? So as of May of this year, May twenty mm sixth -hmm. of this year, so five months ago, right? was given full emergency use yeah. at the time. I haven't seen, found anything that says it has been fully authorized. I don't know that it necessarily okay. has. I think it still, it might still be that. However, the, the point is, my, or, go ahead. There's three different that got FDA, three are basically the same thing, three different types of that. Of the monoclonal antibodies? Yes, okay. that are available for use. Oh, okay. They got emergency. Basically, it's just like the vaccine, three vaccines, Right. There's three of these. Okay. And um, when Joe Biden said that, that's when Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, said, no problem, President Biden, we'll just go straight to the source and go get them ourselves. Which, of course, ticked off Joe Biden. So there's Again, been a lot of back and forth on that. Uh, it goes back to, why are we politicizing this? You know what I'm saying? I mean, Absolutely. That's, but that's where I'm at with this. I, I understand. Which was part of the what, argument. Why that, is this a pissing contest? Which was part of the, a big part of the argument that I, uh, that, that I was trying to present but one, with one of our private conversations involving the mask mandate. Yeah. Where it was too politicized for it to, to show it was going to do any good or not. Therefore, as far as I was concerned, to heck with it. But now we're going into mandating the shot. So, uh, <laughs> here's my thing. If you have had this other one, the 
and I can't say it, so you know what I'm talking about. The mono whatever. Monoclonal antibody? Yeah, that one. Uh -huh. If you've had the antibodies, if you can show that you've had that, to me, that should meet the requirement uh -huh. of the vaccine mandate. Okay, right. I mean, I... To me, that's... See, the, the, you know, I, that's something I wanted to mention. I'm glad you I'm glad you said that. Because back when this was... Before this was given even emergency approval, that when the before the vaccine was given emergency approval, when it was still under the test phases, it was not tested with uh, women who who were with child, who were pregnant, right. or people who had antibodies who, who had already contracted right. COVID. So we don't know, we, there was no testing done at that time right. with people with the antibodies right. already in them. So this that's actually one of the reasons I'm trying to find out whether I have the antibodies right now before right. I say I, I was going to say, but, and I know that they've tested some, and there's some people that had COVID that have no sign of the antibodies whatsoever. Okay, that that's a new one to me. That's from what I've, and again, I'm not a doctor. Which, from which, what I understand, which then tells a lot of people, maybe not everybody, but a lot of our listeners are probably thinking, well, maybe they didn't actually have COVID. It was just diagnosed as COVID to bo to to boost numbers for the hospital to get their money for because uh, because of the foil hat, whatever the hell. But you know, it, of course, it starts raising suspicions as to the accuracy right. of the diagnosis. But, so, and yeah. I understand that, and I'm not again right. But e either way, neither here nor there. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, uh, there does need to be a heck of a lot more looked into about the with the antibody content before before we start mandating I don't, any I don't disagree with you. If you have somebody that can go to the doctor. Doctors like no, these antibodies are still here. Mm -hmm. You know now, if, if, even if it's a the problem is you can't guarantee how long those antibodies are going to be there. That also needs to be looked right. No, into. I agree. There's durability. There's durability. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. So yeah, you may go to the doctor tomorrow, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you still have the antibodies. You're set." But then you go back two weeks later, they're like, "Nope, they're right. not there." Right. So at that point, would you get the vaccine? I. I'm just would consider the possibility. Okay. I would I would not necessarily rule it out. Okay. I would say that if I choose not to, it's probably going to be weigh heavily on the fact that I cannot trust just how politicized that the vaccine has become. Fair enough. Um, not because of anything necessarily I find wrong with the vaccine as it's in itself. Right. It's because I it, the water's been tainted, as it were. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so anyway, so that's the, some of the things I wanted to talk about. Uh, whoops, I hit the monitor, sorry. I wanted to see there was something I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, let's see. Oh, yes. Aha, yes. Um, do, uh, how, much time, how much more time do you have? About 15 minutes. Okay. Whoa. That's all right. This was a big one. Well, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll try to discuss it briefly. Your take on critical race theory. Uh, Victoria, <laughs> so if you could see a head hang any lower, <laughs> here's the thing: if we're not, if you're studying history mm -hmm. and you're not in some way upset by how things are done, mm -hmm. you're not studying actual history. Okay, I'm a huge history person. I know you are. So I used to work at a different call center. They told us one, told me one year that they were going to have a traditional Thanksgiving meal. Okay, and me being the smartass that I am, I said, "Do I get to bring the smallpox blankets?" Okay. <laughs> well, that reminds me. Um, As so, JC sits back here going, yep, that's exactly something you would say. I, I, I was actually kind of wondering, you know how instead of Columbus Day, we're supposed to have Indigenous People's Day. Because I, Columbus didn't discover no, shit. He got lost. I got it. So how do I celebrate that? Can I wear the headdress? 
No, you <laughs> well, can't. How do we celebrate that? I mean, you for, say, for, hey, for Cinco de Mayo, I can wear a sarape and a sombrero. We so say, why not? Hey, I'm sorry, we came in and murdered your people and stole your land. Oh, that's so, what you did. So St. Patrick's Day, we don't apologize. For Cinco de Mayo, we don't apologize. But okay, on Indigenous Day, we don't. Hold, hold, we do. Hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> At no point did we take over Ireland. So we need to apologize to them. Now, yeah, no, we, we just make fun of them by wearing green I mean, and say that they drunk. <laughs> Okay, but let's be honest. And on Cinco de Mayo, we were ready for you to say that they're drunk. Anybody from Ireland will tell you they're a drunk. It's like just a, a thing. They, they're not alcoholics. They don't go to meetings. <laughs> I am in no way disparaging people that go to an alcohol anonymous. If you're doing that to get yourself help, good for you. Um, I felt like that disclaimer was kind of necessary. If you say so. Look. <laughs> Yeah. As long as I have, you a, I have things to keep in mind here, so oh, no worries. I just yeah okay. So <laughs> critical race theory. Yeah, the umbrella term is garbage. Umbrella term, okay. Critical race theory is an umbrella term that's used as a talking point. Okay. The point of what people refer to as critical race theory is being honest about the things that America has done mm -hmm. and owning those facts. Okay. Yes, we had slaves and we treated them horribly. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is a known fact that plantation owners on the frequent would rape the black female slaves. Okay. These are not in, these are indisputable facts. Okay. The fact that we teach this whitewashed version of history mm -hmm. is my problem. How familiar are you with the argument of the origins of criminal uh, excuse me, critical race theory and its ties to critical theory from 100 years ago? I haven't dug into. It. Okay. I just have this was one of those things that when it came up, I'm like, so we're having a problem telling the truth? That, okay, um, there, th this is why I wasn't sure how much we're going to be able to discuss. There is a huge facet involving the history of where critical race theory came from. Critical race theory actually fir was first coined, I want to say roughly the, oh, I need to re redo my research. Back in the 70s, when critical theory had gained a lot of traction in America as it originally started in Europe somewhere. And it came to America in about 100 years ago, maybe a little over. And uh, critical theory actually had several branches. It was uh, based on race, based on income. It was a way to, you know, I'm going to sound like I got my tinfoil hat on. I apologize. I'm I'm regurgitating what I recall, okay. which could which could be erroneous. And we can we yeah. can go back and correct this at another time right. if need be. But it, it was a it was actually branched off in it began in uh, Europe by uh, a way to further Marx specifically Marxist socialist concepts and philosophies, okay. and somebody realized that critic that, that something they coined critical theory, which was a whole set of tools. To, to utilize in order to for, to create this, um, which was it create a divide amongst the masses. That was where you could use it by by social class, by income, gotcha. by race, and so they kind of had like little sects, as it were, focusing on those. Those who were focusing on critical race theory went, uh, was told by the others, "Hey, come on, we still got this joint idea that we want to do." And the critical race theory proponents said, "You're not doing enough of the right thing. We got the right thing. To heck with you. We're focusing on our own." And thus, and it kind of di it died out during the Red Scare, uh, um, Cold Red War, Cold War, just the before 80s. the Cold War, before the Cold War, uh, like in the forties when um, um, uh, Hollywood kept getting hit by a lot. There's hunted down by uh, McCarthy. Gotcha. Yeah, that uh, gotcha. that era. 
and it gained traction again back in the 70s um, in, uh, I cannot remember which Ivy League uh, university it was. And it, Princeton. No, I, th I, I don't, I don't want to say Harvard because I could be wrong, but it, it, either way. Um, it, 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 now it has really kind of come out to the main spotlight, and it is specifically identifying the victimization of a person based exclusively on what, how much melanin is content they have in their skin, even to this day, regardless of their social statures, regardless of their income, they are automatically a victim. Or automatically a perpetrator okay and that is where a lot of people a lot of the opponents are going the hell you say because that is not truth so the thing that i and again it's been a bit since this became a big conversation point mm -hmm. i know there was a professor and i don't remember where it was in the last few years that started kind of researching more into history and how slavery started and so on mm -hmm. Things like that. Um, it's where the 1619 project came from. That was, I was trying to, the 16 something 1619 project, yeah. Um, from what I read based on that, it was mm -hmm. just saying, look, these are things that happened that when history is getting taught at schools, mm -hmm. we're just kind of glazing over that these things happened and, oh, they were slaves, but they were happy and it was a good time and they played me. No, mm -hmm. we're not being honest about history. And I, I definitely think history needs to be taught properly. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't think just because you're a specific race you're an automatically a victim, mm -hmm. but I do think we do need to look at the fact that, and it, I'm the first to say that most of these people were brought over by other Africans, by mm -hmm. other black people. So, that happened. Right. That that doesn't change the fact that they Sla were brought here. Slavery did not start in America. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the fact is, they were brought here, mm -hmm. they were bought and sold as property. Absolutely. When the Constitution was written, they were still three-fifths of a person. Mm -hmm. So if we're not being honest about these conversations, we're not teaching real history. Right. And so, like I said, I hate the blanket term of critical race theory. Mm -hmm. I definitely think history needs to be taught how it happened, not whitewashed, because that's what's happened to it. I will go ahead. I mean, I, I'm glad we had this discussion because it, it, at the very, very least, it helps me introduce the fact that critical race theory is, in fact, a proper noun. It is a title for a, uh, a, a set of philosophy uh, and, uh, and methods for accomplishing a certain goal, uh, as opposed to a uh, perhaps an umbrella, the umbrella idea that you might have considered it before that. but there's a whole lot more I think that we both were able to understand with that so that, that, was, that was one of the yeah. things I wanted to talk to you about but it's definitely something I would love to dig into more and, and absolutely do some more research on and get some more specifics and so on but I definitely think there is a lot about this country that we need to admit to mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't want to admit to mm -hmm. that just I mean it just it's how it is right people are like well if you work hard you're gonna it doesn't work like that anymore mm -hmm. You know, so the fact that there are, yes, there are neighborhoods that are high crime that are in lower incomes area that are predominantly African-American. Mm -hmm. But if we go back and look at where those things started, the war on drugs, so on, how segre segregation ended like 50 years ago. Right. Ruby Bridges, the girl that was the, mm -hmm. the, the original... The original person that broke segregation is right. 65. Yes. This whole I thought she was older than that, but okay, yeah. She's not, she may be a little bit older, but. but either way. She's not 112. Right. I mean, we're not talking. Ancient history here right. by any means. And yeah. you see these black and white pictures. I'm sorry, we had colored pictures at the time, mm -hmm. but they were put in black and white, so your brain thinks, oh, this happened a long time ago, not, oh, this happened when my mom, who is still alive, right. was in middle school. Right. Or whatever grade she was in at the time. Exactly, yeah. So we're not being honest about history, and that's where my beef is with it. Mm -hmm. 
like I said, I don't like the umbrella term of critical race theory because it's not. It's just we're not being honest about history. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we're short-selling groups of people. I'm in total agreement that there is a lot involving the, histo the history portion of education in American education right now. Uh, a huge amount that's missing, a lot that I've learned of uh, that was not taught to me. And but at the same time, I don't believe personally that, well, from what I know of critical race theory, that that is the correct way to, to fix it. I believe that there are better, more accurate ways for the sake of accuracy so that the same mistakes are not repeated. I agree. I, we, we probably, and I'd like to believe, I could be wrong, but I'd like to believe that would also mean there would be a lot fewer uh, college students currently that seem to think that socialism is the future in the way to go but that's a, that's the difference here's the idea. sad part though if you tried to introduce the fire department now oh i see what you're saying yeah people throw a fit mm -hmm. i don't want to pay for that mm -hmm. my house isn't on fire i'm sorry what mm -hmm. the fact that we're the country we are as a country oh we eat we're so and, divided right now. well it's not just that the fact that we are the richest country in the world mm -hmm. and we have such a thing as school lunch debt for children mm -hmm. is pathetic mm -hmm. I could soapbox that one all day long. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. No child. We have literally spent the last year feeding children at home when they weren't at school, but we can't give kids free lunch when they're in the building? What? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, what? There should never, ever, ever be a reason we cannot feed a child a meal at school. Okay. Period. Stop. Full stop. End of sentence. Okay. There's not. Mm -hmm. There is no way these schools can say, we don't have the money. For yes, you do. Because you did it for a damn year sending lunches home for kids. So, miss me with that. <laughs> and, and for those of you that are not necessarily local to where we are, that have feel like you experience the same thing, I implore you to visit your uh, local school board. That is where a lot of the change is going to start on that area. I implore you to visit your local schools and say, hey, I want to pay these kids' debts off so they can fucking eat. And Pardon my French. That's all right. And then if you want to prevent that problem from happening in the future, then go to the school board. School board. Otherwise, all you're doing is stopping. You're, you're stopping the bleeding instead of curing the wound. All right. Um, I know that we we both we gotta go. We got people to see and things to do. You have people to do and things to see. So, <laughs> wow. We, we're gonna go ahead and call it there, Victoria. I am very glad we we're able to do this again Me too. tonight. Um, we definitely need to do these more often. Yes, we do. No, we're making no promises on when that will right? be. Right? Because apparently we can't do that. <laughs> Um, you, you know, and I, 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 the funny thing is, is this. JC's laughing at us for that too. This morning, I woke up with a tune in my head that I thought, you know, that would probably actually make a decent tune for our podcast, not knowing we were going to meet today. Right. And I, like an idiot, I didn't like record myself humming it or something. So now I, so point is, we still need a tune. So if anybody out there has any sort of idea of what we can do for a, an opening tune for our podcast, please, please, and, and email, email it to us, introduce it. Uh, the idea to us. Anyway, so is there anything you want to um, wrap us up with? Victoria? No, this has been fun. I enjoy. I enjoy these. All right. Yeah, as do I. Honestly. Um, so, and I, I appreciate that we can have a conversation and it's not yeah. personal. Hell yeah. We can disagree. Mm -hmm. We can see things completely differently, but it's not personal, and we need more of that in this country. Absolutely. And if you're going to call anybody anything, all you just call them what I'm about to call Victoria: cotton-headed ninny muggins. Yes. <laughs> Santa, I know him. <laughs> all right, folks, you, you, every, all of you out there, you have a great rest of your whatever, and hopefully we will hear, you will hear back from us again soon. Yeah, okay. Ish. Ish, yeah. Take care.